I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. It's now 2004, and you win your first Olympic medal. What's what's the feeling then? I mean, oh, it's the greatest feeling. I mean, that I can remember. I remember winning the 400 IM, breaking the world record, breaking the Olympic record and standing on the podium listening to my national anthem play. This is the very first day of the Olympics and, and um, obviously my mom is there and, and we shared the medal through a chain-linked fence. So that was the only way that I could really see her because I was swimming and getting ready for the other events. So I passed her the medal and next thing you know my coach comes out of nowhere and says you can't be doing this anymore, we got to get in the water and warm down. There's 10 other races that you have to do over the span of the next eight days. You got to get in the water right now and get ready for tomorrow. So that was interesting, but I look back now and it's what I needed. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I had to have that, but that first gold medal is probably one of my favorite ones. So if you, you know, you're an Olympian, you win a medal, there are three things that can happen. One is, hey, I'm an Olympian and I won a gold medal and that's it. You know, this is what I wanted to do in life, I've got it. The other is it can make you casual, careless, callous. The next time you compete, you're not there. And the third is it can make you exceedingly hungry for more success. Obviously, in your case, the third thing applied. So what was the process from 2004, you start winning medals till 2016, you've got 28 medals. Um, I wanted to do something that nobody else has ever done in the sport. That's what made me hungry. Yeah. You know, if I got one medal and I swam a, an okay time, I want to go faster. That's, I mean, you know, like that's just what it was. Like I was chasing times because I knew that if I could get to certain times, there wasn't anybody else in the world that could do that time. So when we talk about competitors, yeah. I knew my competitors better than they knew themselves. So wow. it was kind of... This is, this, is, this is interesting territory. So at the elite level, at the level at the, where Olympians participate, is there a lot of kind of, let me find out what the other guy is doing, spy versus spy, what's their progress, how can I get better? I mean, I, I, swam, I swam so many races and so many events. So I was always conscious of what the other athletes were doing in the world in those events because I was going to have a time where I was going to swim against them. And we can talk back to the mental part of it. Yes. When these things come on, when these bright lights come on, not many people can step up to that challenge. So yeah. if you have a person like that, then there are ways that you can kind of expect that they're not even going to be in the race. So it's, I don't know, it, it, it was just something that, that my coach and I were always very um, aware of. And, and we kind of knew how they swam their races. You know, like I, I knew, you know, the 100 fly, for example, in, in 2008, I knew that Michael Kavik was going to be out a second faster than me. And I knew if I could go 24-0 on the first 50, I had a chance to win. 
I was 24.01 at the first 50, and I won by a hundredth. So we kind of knew what yeah. to expect. Yeah. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.